a little. Welcome to Bourbon and Badges, the podcast coming to you live from Studio 77. Woo! That was Hollywood. Yes, sir. Hollywood, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you may or may not know we have a special guest tonight, Hollywood, Mark yeah, Armstrong. Mark Armstrong. Oh. He's here with uh, Hound Dog and myself here in Studio 77. He is. Hollywood and I go back a long, long time. Man, we have been just dying to get you here on this show, brother. I've We're been glad dying you're here. to get here. Schedule-wise, <laughs> it makes it hectic. Um, and like I said, I told you I wouldn't clam up. When you turn that red light on, it says record. <laughs> that means go. It's like my brain started going, <laughs> and just find stuff to talk we about. We appreciate you being here. We actually had to do, uh, as most people know, we pre-record on Thursdays. We had to bump it back to a Wednesday because of your work schedule. Correct. My work schedule's been hectic. I just got in town uh, Monday from Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, we appreciate you calling in from Bristol. Yeah, that was cool. And the week before that, we were in Bristol, which I called in. Couldn't hear y'all, but apparently y'all could hear me. Yeah, we did. And so... uh, And the video you sent. You sent a video. Yeah, I did. I sent a video. That's cool. Did you post that on the Facebook page? I did. Also, you did. And then um, we got left for uh, Vegas, got back Monday, and... Well, give us a background. People don't know you. Leave don't know what you're talking about. Talladega. You're with NASCAR. Tell us who you work uh, for. So I work at JR Motorsports uh, with the number 17 for Justin Allgaier. And uh, born and raised here in Gastonia. Uh, started out working for the city of Gastonia Fire Department. And uh, somewhere along there, um, become friends with Reggie yep. and several other uh, renegade pigs. Throughout that time, but um, I had a cousin that was in uh, NASCAR, and it it um, it just kind of lit my eyes up, and it was something I wanted to do, and yeah. so I decided to leave the fire department after six years and uh, go into NASCAR full time and um, work my way up, and uh, was on the pit crew for about twenty plus years, changing tires. That's cool, man. Who all uh, who all you work for as far as changing tires and stuff like that? Just throw a few names out there so people know uh, this is the, a real deal. Some of the names of uh, people that you might recognize is uh, I changed tires for Dale Earnhardt Sr., changed tires for Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte, Jeff Burton, um, and won a lot of races with those guys. Didn't win any races with Earnhardt Sr. Um, you, won, so, you won a championship with Stewart too, didn't you? And then won a championship at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, there you was – I worked in the shop on both cars, and then I changed on the 18. Um, and the 20 car won the championship. But, you know, we're all part of it because we worked on both cars. Yeah. Um, won the pit crew championship with uh, the 99 team um, in 2000. And uh, really at that point I could have laid an air gun down and been done. Uh, because my whole goal when I started was, uh, you know, to, to get on TV. Well, that too, to get on TV. <laughs> well, you are a natural, I didn't doubt and, about it. Uh, to, get, to get on TV and to, uh, you know, win a championship as a, as a pit crew guy and a chart changer. And to do that, you got to surround yourself with some really talented people. And fortunate enough, early on in my career, I was able to do that. Won the 2000 uh, pit crew championship and, um, and you know, continue to change for about fifteen years after that. That's cool, That's brother. Cool. If you want, if you want to surround yourself by talented people, look around this yeah, room. Look at this room, right? Oh, here. I, I, listen, I, it's just dripping off of. Oh, it. yes, sir. I mean, I got a bag over here. I'm gonna catch some of it before I leave. Oh, All right, yeah, uh, yeah. You and Reggie became buddies along the way, and uh, I met you actually when I was prospecting with the pigs. I, I do remember that. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it is. Man, I have heard. Uh, Many stories, and I want you guys to share them on, on the uh, on the mic tonight. Yeah, we will. Oh, this and, this podcast ain't that long. I mean, hell, it's not going <laughs> to last for three days, is it? It's not a Joe Rogan podcast, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I mean, I can give you some short versions of. Oh yeah, of man, please do. So, um, but we we're, we're really glad you're here and taking the time because we know right now it's a very busy schedule for you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out. Oh, schedule. I, I'm, I'm glad by. to do. It. I mean, I look around on this table and see some of the people you know signed and. You know, and they're going to be listening to the podcast Sunday night. And, um, oh, yeah. you know, so for sure, I want to give a shout out to Sharks and I want to give a shout out to Choo Choo. Yeah, they yeah. listen. And, um, 
For one, uh, I appreciate Sharks answering the phone every time I call when something's going on in Gastonia and I want to know what's going on. <laughs> and the reason I call him because Choo Choo won't answer the phone. Yeah, true. And um, and Choo Choo, I need you to get in touch with me because I need some damn fence work done. I tell you, uh, Sharks is one of the uh, still one of the running most listened to podcasts we've had. Well, Sharks. Sorry about your. Listening to podcasts coming to an end, Sharks. There's a new guy that just come on on 9-29-21, Mark Hollywood Armstrong from Gastonia, North Carolina. And, man, I got some stories for you. What are we drinking tonight, Hound Dog? We're drinking Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. All right. It's Double Oaked, E-D, Oaked. It's been oaked twice. You going to tell us about it? I am. It's a bourbon made by Woodford Reserve. Classification is straight bourbon. The company that makes it is uh, Brown Foreman. The distillery is Woodford Reserve. And um, let's see, it's a 90 proof, 90.4 proof. There's no age statement that I could find on it. Which is kind All right, of, good deal. Am I done? What does the double oak mean? Uh, I'm getting ready to tell you. I'm Two sorry. O's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, the mash bill on this is seventy two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, ten percent malted barley. It's a deep dark copper color. The MSRP is around sixty bucks at the North, in the North Carolina liquor stores. Now, you asked about the double oak. Here's what the deal is. All right. Okay, Woodford Reserve double oak is regular Woodford Reserve that has been aged twice. And you say, how does it get aged twice? I'm getting ready to tell you. I was going to ask that very thing. All right. Cool. Uh, by this, they mean that uh, once the barrel reaches its maturity, they put it into a, another white oak, American white oak barrel that has been charred a little bit more than the number four char, which normally what the, uh, the barrels are charred. So it's a like an extra char in the yeah. second barrel. They age it for somewhere around nine, ten months. What if they change the uh, location of the rickhouse on it? it? I couldn't tell. I don't know. Oh, cool, man! All right, that's Good why deal. it's called double oak because it gets out, it gets uh, it gets aged twice, so to speak. All right, good deal. Yeah, Hollywood. What we do is uh, we you know, we'll do a we'll do a pour. Let's set for a second, then we'll nose it and see. Just we'll uh, hound dog will have the the nosing and the tasting notes over there, but we give it. And there's no wrong answer. Matter of fact, Woodford Reserve says they have 200 tasting notes in a bottle. Well, it's a good thing that there's uh, no wrong answer. Because I didn't study one bit for this test. Let me see your little glass right there with the band around it. I can leave the band around it, right? It's whatever you want to do. It's your glass, it's your brother. glass, Keith. And that's the part that sucks is, you know, like, y'all don't have a camera in here, so these people, you know, they can't see this cool glass that I'm drinking out of. Yeah, man, I guess it's yours. Every every uh, guest gets a uh, take home glass, so we're high, we're high speed like that. I don't, do I get to keep the coaster, too? No, we need the coasters. Okay. That's some great ground, uh, sound effect. I want to, you know, talking about sharks when it's on here. <laughs> it messed him because he's like hearing that and the pour was actually off. You know, that, the, the pour is actually a sound bite, but that pour actually doing it was off from the sound bite, and it just messed with sharks big time. Mark, I gave you just a little bit because I don't know. You want, if you want more, I'll give you more. Pull that damn glass up if you want. No, no. I thought this was the save. I thought I was drinking out of that. <laughs> you go right ahead, brother. That's no. your, there you go, man. Whatever you want, you can get. If you think you can't keep me shut up now. <laughs> well, I was wanting you to turn it around where we could at least look at it. Oh, yeah. okay. Actually, right. it's a pretty good-looking bottle. You can almost use that yeah. as a decanter, you know, once you? They changed the bottles here recently. <laughs> there used to be a, a, a tall, slender bottle, but now it's short, short. Pat and Stubby. And did you know uh, Woodford Reserve is owned by Brown and Foreman? And Brown and Foreman is the only American-made whiskey that is still chain, uh, on the uh, stock exchange. Oh, it's the traded one, on the stock exchange. Yeah, the only one left to the open to the public. Yeah. Brown and Foreman is? Yeah. Really? How do you remember all this shit? I didn't get that's a big head for a reason, man. It's full of stuff. I don't know about it's that. Full of stuff. Obviously, you've been here all day studying. <laughs> it is definitely full of stuff. All right. So, uh, oh man, that smells really good. So, just give it a snoot, a snort, see what you think about this. Far as see if you can pick up any kind of aromas off of it, Mark. Slow. While they're well, you know, uh, I'm not. 
That was really fresh. It's uh, I got vanilla, some uh, buttery maybe, uh, some type of buttery notes on it maybe. What about touch of leather? What about butterscotch? That's yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I'm getting some butter on it. <laughs> Oops, they get it. <laughs> no, I forgot to to add the the toast that. All right, we'll make them up then. The tasting notes. Well, like I said, Woodford said they has 200 tasting notes in the bottle, so. Anything we say is going to be right. Yep. That smells pretty good. Well, <laughs> as you know, if I drink all that right there, it'll be the most bourbon that I've drank in six months, probably. Really? Well, yeah. And again, you don't have to there. Uh, oh, I'm going to do it. Twist my arm. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> but I get the, on the nose, I get cherry. I, I, I smell cherry. I'm going to try to see if I get the cherry now since you suggested it. All right. <clears throat> get cherry and uh, maybe a little bit of chocolate. Cherry and chocolate, like chocolate-covered cherry. You know, I do get a little chocolate now. Richie, really Richie, Richie chocolate. Yeah. Now that you're playing up my brain. To me, it's just chocolate-covered cherries. I just smell bourbon. That's That's what I normally smell. Bourbon, alcohol. But then again, I'm getting over a sinus infection, too. Hell, I'm just... <laughs> Happy I can smell. <laughs> it's going to open you up, brother. All right, let's give us. What's the proof on this? Uh, 94. Was you not paying attention? Never did. No, he never, he never I was in your all, my friend. I'm sorry. He never does pay attention. I was getting ready to uh, give the nosy notes on a, uh, a cigar that we <laughs> featured last week. I like the nose a lot better than do the taste. Do you? All right, let's see what I got. It's almost got tobacco y finish. Yeah, I can get that tobacco. I like it, though. I get cherry as well. I can tell you, it, it don't go with these Hall's cough drops worth of shit. <laughs> That's got to help the burn, I guess. But I'll tell you this, Add it might it. stop me from coughing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, actually, I like it. I like it a lot. And it's, it's strange because it's got yeah. rye in it, and I'm not a rye guy. Yes, uh, we say 18% rye. Um yeah, eighteen percent. This might be what we were drinking that night. We were signing autographs. It could very well be. All right. So uh, what we do, hound, uh, hound dog? What we do as Hollywood is um, we rate it zero being uh, the worst thing in the world, ten being the greatest thing in the world, and seven would be a daily drink or something that you'd drink. You know, you'd have the house and you'd drink. Do I? I got to do that right now. You just got to. Whenever you get ready, I'll probably yeah, you, you set. I'll go ahead and give you mine. All right, eight. Eight, really? Wow. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So, I can give it an eight out of ten. Well, being that I ain't coughed in three minutes since I took a big <laughs> dub, I'm going to give it a ten. <laughs> You're giving it a ten? And I don't drink a lot of bourbon. So you, Hell, I can't even spell bourbon. <laughs> so, you like it good enough to give it a ten? Well, I'm going to try this again, then. I mean, I think it's an excellent pour. I, I really like it. I mean, maybe you ought to try one of these halls with it. No, thanks. <laughs> I mean, good. I guess I got to squeeze it. I mean, you know, I didn't get a whole lot, so, I mean, I kind of got to make it Dude, we gotta last hold two damn hours. <laughs> we got to hold it. A little stingy with that pour, He's wasn't he? Well, you know, with that well, stuff, you know? Well, here's, okay, all right, let's see how it is. Let's see how it is. Gang up on me. I was just, in, here, Hollywood. Now. Here's you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Hollywood's not the only here's one that's me a six whole <laughs> <laughs> He said he does me the same way, Hollywood. Same way. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. So it's definitely gonna be a daily drinker. We never had a ten before. That's pretty impressive. Have you not? No. Well, I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm pretty impressed that I haven't since I've taken that big shot of it. It's eight point three. Can I have the uh, correct answer? The Water. The bottle? The what? The water. The water. Distilled water. See if it Why you got to do that? If you put three or four drops on there, what it does is it changes the whole chemical balance of this drink. Let me see a glass, Mark. I'm putting you some more in there. So you, so and you may why know. the hell can I take that water bottle? And pour well, it? that's going to influence the taste a little bit. This here is distilled. There's no influence in this bottle. Oh. If you look, you know, the, anything, that, the little, the only residue Reggie, runs back down. asking for trouble. I'm telling you, Mark, <laughs> don't call me out. You should know better. <laughs> oh, I've called you out before. 
It didn't work out well. <laughs> you think that thing will hook up to my Honda and pull it home? I think it will, man. You just got to roll it back a little bit. It'll take off on its own. So that's pretty good, man. 8.3. I think it's probably the highest rated whiskey we had so far. So far. And I, you know what? That's- I bought this. Uh, I bought this to take to my house to, to drink because I like it so much. I thought, you know what? I'm going to share it with my damn boys. I've had the Woodford before, but never the Double Oak. I, I really like the Double Oak. I like it better than regular Woodford. Although I do like Woodford wheated. I got to say, because it surprised me. It's a high wheat. I mean, a high yeah. rye. Yeah. And it's a really. It, it don't drink like a rye. No, but it's a really barreled bourbon. Mm-hmm. And you are a sweet bourbon. Yeah. And I, stuff. and I love it. I actually like it a lot. All right. Well, Holloway's um, pointing to a, uh, dump, a uh, record we got on the on the podcast table, yeah. which, and I don't want to jump ahead of you guys, but it reminds me of, of a story of tricycle racing or something you guys did. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Is something you that's, need to that's, talk about that's, a, that's a long, no, 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 we're good. That's Wait until the bourbon kicks in. That's, that's a long story. <laughs> <clears throat> that's a long story, but good story. All right. But where's my drops? Am I supposed to, like, put them on my tongue or something? No. <laughs> you can if you want to. <laughs> different show, brother. That's a different show. <laughs> it just goes and just... Just evolve full in, into your tongue or, or tastes your. Like, tastes like water. <laughs> or into your drink. What it does is it pushes all the oils up to the top and gives you a whole new front f- flavor and whole back end finish on it. But I don't put a whole lot in it? Just just, just a dropper full. Like that much? Yeah. yeah. If that much. There you go. There you go. So I'm like one of them guys, like if this was medicine and you told me like a little bit of it would make me feel better, like I'd be. Like, I'd take this out and chug it. <laughs> well, I should be good to go in a couple hours. Yep. Oh, do you need it? No, I don't need it. I don't, I don't sissy down my drinks. Well, I wouldn't have neither if you told me that's what we were doing. No, what it does is it's just I want to see what the complexity of it is once we add the distilled water to it. Just you know, three or four drops. If I was going to sissy them down, I'd undo it and pour this bottle of water in there. <laughs> that's good. All right, so, Mark, uh, let's get in. To a couple stories. I think I straight that goes straight to leather. Oh, with the uh, much stronger tobacco end on it now with the distilled water on it. Mm. All right. Yeah, man, I, I want to hear some of these stories. All right. <clears throat> Story that uh Okay, so I think I'm out of tastes weaker to me. With yeah, too takes, much water in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's sixty two proof. <laughs> Well, here, here's a, here's here's one story that I can think of is that uh, when I I think I might have told this on another podcast about the sunglasses or is that off there? I think you did tell it, but it'd, be, it'd probably be. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, well, tell it again because I ain't yeah, heard Hollywood have. But if it involves sunglasses, I got to hear about. Yeah, because you were there. You were there. Yeah, you're a sunglass guy. Yeah, we talked about that because I talked about being at your house and you've got this room and you've got some like under glass and stuff. It's, it's really high end sunglasses. Cost more than like some of my cars have cost. Yep. But it, first time, well, one time I went to the race with with Hollywood at the, I think it was in Atlanta. Uh, you introduced me to this some dude. I had no idea who it was because you know you introduced me to a lot of people. You know at the time. And me not knowing who the hell any of them were, I said, "Hey man, how you doing? Whatever." Well, this particular guy said, uh, "said Is that you? Uh, let, let me see those sunglasses." So okay, so I took my sunglasses off my you know dollar store sunglasses that I always wore, <clears throat> handed them to him. He said, "Oh, that's nice." He broke them. And I'm thinking, deliberately broke them. Oh yeah, on purpose. Yeah, took them in his hands, broke them in half, snapped them in half. And me, I'm thinking. You that should have give you cataracts. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, man, what the hell? And talked to him for another minute or two. Next thing you know, he digs in the damn bag, pulls out a pair of Oakleys and hands them to me and says, here, wear these from now. Wear these. And I've been wearing Oakleys ever since. That's oh, 91, 92, somewhere along in there. But Hollywood introduced me. And I think, they, I think he set me up on the whole breaking them thing. Yeah, I've broke... Probably one or two pair myself, you know, but um, but I had a strong uh, relationship for twenty plus years with Oakley, and um, and I wore their, I wore their eyewear going over the wall, changing tires, worked for them, um, worked for them as a liaison in NASCAR through the motorsports program, uh, taking care of drivers with the shoes, the gloves, the eyewear, 
uh, fire suits, base layer. Um, we had a whole program. It was uh, it was awesome. But uh, Oakley's been great to me. And um, but those stories like Reggie's telling is uh, is uh, it's cool to see the look on people's face when you. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it doesn't matter to me whether they're a five dollar pair of glasses or a hundred and five dollar pair. But if they're not Oakleys, we're breaking them. Yeah. <laughs> but we just happen to have something in the bag better that we're going to take care of. But I've, I've worn Oakleys ever since. I got a pair of them right here, actually. So I wear them. And those are old rigs, by the way. They are. They are. Thank you very much. Man, that's that. <laughs> No more than you held that up, man. That's so impressive. You you caught them out like that. Oh, yeah, Mark Mark knows the sunglasses. That's for sure. Took me up with several pairs throughout the years. Good deal. Yeah, and um, let's see, uh, sharks. He's he's good with uh, fuel cells or gas cans. And choo choo, he'll wear you out for a set of gas cans. Puts them on his head and they blow off. And he calls me. I don't know how they blow off. He don't ride that fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time he did ride with us. I can't either. Well, let me, let me tell you this. Another one was uh, in, again, Atlanta. Might have been the same weekend. I don't know if it's the same weekend or not that, uh, that Dean and I were out on with his motorcycle. You remember that one? Was that his, <clears throat> We hauled his motorcycle to Road Atlanta. Then we left from there to come to the NASCAR yeah, track. You went from Road Atlanta down in Lake Commerce mm-hmm. and come down to Griffith. Yeah. Um, with his truck, had yep. his motorcycle in the back. He went down there to some play day and uh, raced around the track at Road Atlanta. Yeah. And then you guys come down there. And, um, of course, you said you were coming, so I didn't know for sure if you were coming. And, um, sure enough, you showed up. So uh, This is before cell phones, by the way. Yeah. yeah this so we had, like, to, we had to go to a pay phone. Pay phone and a pager, which yeah. I didn't have. And... Um, but somehow or another, y'all got in touch with me. So hell, I must have had a pager. You had to. Have. But um, but we figured out a way to get you in. Yeah. So Mark says, "Meet us at the meet me at this tunnel gate at this time. Don't come in the tunnel. Stay out of the tunnel. Don't go through the tunnel. Just meet yeah, me. Don't, out, don't meet even me come near the tunnel. Yeah. Just meet me in the park. And, and and for people that are listening right now, we're talking about thirty years ago plus. Yeah. Uh, so Atlanta Motor Speedway was still the old configuration. It still had a small tunnel. Um, the trucks didn't drive through that tunnel, you know. And um, when you say trucks, I mean eighteen wheelers. Yeah, the, so the a lot of the new tracks they build now, and even some of the older tracks they've gone back and fixed. Um, they make it a they make a big tunnel so the trucks can go in and out underneath the racetrack because yeah. that's a lot of weight going over the racetrack. So some tracks that if you go in and out and asphalt's heavy. And you run 70 or 80 trucks over it. And I say 70 or 80 when you're taking, you know, 20 or, or 30 or so from the truck series and the Xfinity series and the cup series. And now you get a dip in the back straight. Oh, yeah. Depending on where it is. So um, they'll put tunnels in now. And Atlanta is one of the <clears throat> that they've reconfigured and put a tunnel in. And um, so I was inside and I, I told them, I said, uh, don't. Just, just when you get close to the tunnel, send me a page. <laughs> you were dating yourself. Don't call me. We didn't know what the hell texting was. <laughs> send me a page, and I'll come out and get you in. And he did. So we we uh, we get to a phone page and say hey, we're going to be at you know this the tunnel you told us to be at, and uh, so we get out there and here come Mark walking you know purposely like he normally does, and. Uh, he says, "Actually, I actually did. I walked out, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I you walked, walked out. out and well, I, he drove the truck in. Yeah, okay. I was, I was just being sure. Yeah, and uh, so it was like, you know, and Dean had this S ten pickup truck, a little small truck, you know, big enough for. You see, keep saying Dean. Who's this Dean? Dean, Dean with Dean's his, his, our uh, buddy, our, our Dean, mutual friend, uh, right, mutual friend, uh, piece of work. Um, but he had a little S10 truck. I'm trying to think of the name of that S10 truck. It was a Chevrolet S10 truck, but um, you know it was. Lo- it comes from the factory lower down. It was an extended cab, and um, and um, I think he still got that truck. He, st- he does. He actually. Yeah. Well, I think he wrecked that one, but he bought another one like it had it oh. painted, you know, fixed up. So, all right. 
So I'll, I'll give it back to Reggie. <laughs> I just don't even leave out no details. No, I, mean, no, I you know, understand. We, some we of the best have... stories of details. Yes, sir. We've got to have the details. I have a bad habit of forgetting some of the details. But anyway, so here comes Mark walking out of the uh, out from the tunnel with the you know with a purpose in mind. And we get out there in in, in this little truck. I'm thinking, man, there's gonna be three of us. And I ain't no little guy. I was smaller then than I am now. But uh, man, it's gonna be open for debate. It's it's gonna be crowded in this truck. But no, huh? No, Mark already had it planned out. Mark was like, "I've got a NASCAR uh, ID. Is it ID or license? Same thing. Something like that. Okay. I had a plan. <laughs> he had a plan. And they're not. He said they won't question me if I drive this into the racetrack." But they might question me if y'all were in here with me. I said, okay. So what what do we do? Get in the bed. And he had a cover over the bed. Dean had a a, a tonneau cover yep. over the bed of the truck. So here we go. <laughs> so two of you guys lay in the bed of the truck covered up by the tonneau. Yep. And Mark drives us over the, you know, through the gate and up through the uh, the harlow at the time was yeah, uh, Rusty drove, Wallace. We drove over to the bus. The over bus. To the, it was to, to the, the bus. bus. To the Mark was driving the uh, the motor home for uh, Penske Racing at the time. The yep. the uh, Miller Genuine Draft was the uh, the sponsor for Penske. That's cool. And so we get over there, and you know Mark gives us the high signs. Time to come crawling out of the <laughs> come crawling out of the bed of the truck. Plenty so, of beer. <clears throat> oh well, man, there's nothing but beer. That nasty ass Miller Genuine Draft. But we drank it because you know it was free. It was free. Yeah, it was free, and. Uh, so we're sitting there, you know, we get out and we start drinking and have a good time. This was on maybe a thir- Thursday. I, th- I think it was on a Thursday or a Friday, whatever it was. I think we hung out. We stayed on the bus. We stayed on the bus that night. So we stayed on the bus. It's, you know, full shower, bathroom. Oh, it's uh, nice. Bedroom. I mean, it's a million dollar. It's a million dollar bus. Back then. 30 years ago, you know. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Top notch. Um, we stayed on the bus that night. Got up next day. Um, I think I give them crew shirts to wear. I had them. I yeah. got them. So at that time, hats. then I got them passes and hats and all that. They could go anywhere, you know. Yep. And um, we hung out there all day, watched the race. Um, and um, so I'll, I'll give it well, back to Mark. You know, Mark had his part of his job was to feed. You know, the, the dignitaries come from Miller, from Miller. Yeah, we had like 30 guests that would come over to the bus and hang out. And so uh, yep. my job was to take care of them, be sure they were fed or had, you know, drinks, snacks, plenty whatever. Plenty of beer and everything. We had plenty of beer, even though we tried to drink all of it. <laughs> we did try before, to drink all of it. But, you know, they got up next morning, opened up the back of the trailer, and there's 50 more cases in there. <laughs> and true. Reggie's like, oh, shit. I'm like, I told you you wasn't going to run out of beer. We might run out of a lot of stuff, but we're not going to run out of beer. And uh, so we do this all day, you know, at the track all day, watching the race, you know, talking to people and all that stuff. Then I guess Mark had the bright idea, let's go to a club. Let's go to a country club. Not not a you know, golf place, but a country music yeah, club. As the race is over, you guys. No, no, no. Are, the race wasn't over. We still. Uh, so that, this was on like Saturday night, right? Had to, yeah, had to be. Yeah, Saturday night. night. We still had to race on Sunday, but uh, but Atlanta Motor Speedway is is, is in Griffin there, um, um, and there was a country country rock or a country bar, country rock. Mama's Country Palace was the name of it. Okay, like five <laughs> minutes down the road from the racetrack. Oh, cool. And uh, and we had been over there as a team and stuff. We had been over there, you know, hang out, have appetizer, drinks, whatever, you know. And this is back again, thirty plus years ago. Race fans galore. Places are packed. You know, um, go in there and hang out, cut up, have fun, and um, you know, NASCAR is still huge today. But we had a, the fan following has dwindled down a little bit um i mean this is like nascar back in the heyday yeah like NASCAR. like you know you couldn't number one it was hard to get in or get a pass or get a spot or a ticket or anything but then if you was on a race team or had credentials or was on a crew 
you know, they opened the door and welcomed you in if you was coming into their restaurant to eat or coming into their bar. Or yeah. They could be lined out the door, and you could show up and go, hey, look, here's my credential. I'm with such and such race team, blah, blah, blah. Come on in. The next thing you know, they're up there on the DJ booth announcing that you're there. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's true. Not that that's ever happened. <laughs> so, I'm just telling you hearsay that stuff like that's happened. Yeah. All right. So let me tell you my hearsay story about that. So we we go to the uh, to the to the bar, and you know Mark Dean and I kind of lag back, and Mark's like, "Just stay right here. I'll, I'll go up here and talk to these people. I'll be back in a minute." Exactly what he said happened. Damn, that's some good cough medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't coughed in a while. No shit. I might not be able to walk, but you damn sure ain't gonna cough. But uh, so Dean and I kind of lag back, and Mark goes up there and talks to the guy at the door. Next thing I know, Mark's like motion for us to come up there. I mean, there's a big old long line wrapping damn near around this building. This place is so damn popular. There's a long line, and you know, just people's like, you know, just. Hundreds of damn people in this damn place. So we, so he motioned for us to go up there, and we go up there, and I'm thinking, God, man, one of these damn rednecks going to kick my ass. We're jumping in line. And uh, so we get in there, we, you know, start to hang out. We get a, you know, we get a, a beer and uh, <laughs> sitting down. And all of a sudden, I look at, I look at Dan, I was like, where the hell Mark goes? He said, I don't know where he's at. That's a big ass country bar. Like, huge. so. So, maybe some people know, maybe some people don't. But a couple of people that I know for sure listen to this podcast, which would be Sharks and Choo Choo, is this is a big-ass country bar like Coyote Joe's over in Charlotte. Yeah. Correct? Oh, yeah. It's okay. huge, man. All right. Carry on. So, we get to look around. Where's Mark at? Place is packed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I hear Reggie Hicks and Dean Bush, please report to center stage. And I look at Dean. He looks at me. I was like, what the hell? Please report to center stage. Reggie Hicks and Dean Bush. I was like, holy fuck. What did we do? What I mean, what's going to go on now? So we go up there, and there's Hollywood grinning like he is not right this damn minute. <laughs> With a microphone. I just didn't have the damn headset, but I had the microphone. <laughs> so, so we go up there. And you know, then I honestly, I, did you introduce us as the pit crew? Yes, okay. I think we've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we've been drinking a lot. You know, we drank. You know, after the race was over, until you know, yeah, this was a Saturday there. race, so we was gonna go out Saturday night yeah. and then come back for the Sunday race. You know, and so um, I said, we just go right down the road here. I said, there's a bar five minutes away. We go down there, hang out, have some drinks, check it out. You know, yeah. So we get down there and. Mark I thought it was a good idea to introduce my friends. Yeah, Mark's, yeah. Mark's in there. You're grinning, a giver, is what you are. Grinning like hell. And, uh. Time for some more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't know, we didn't know what was going on. And Mark was friends, or still is friends, I'm sure, with, uh, Tracy Lawrence. Is that who yeah. it was? Yes. The country singer Tracy Lawrence. And Mark had concert tickets in Atlanta. At the Fox Theater, if I'm not mistaken. Downtown. Downtown, downtown Atlanta. Downtown Atlanta at the Fox Theater. On Sunday night. On Sunday night after, after the race. After the race. Yeah. And Mark's like, I was like, man, what the hell are you doing? He said, we're going to give these away. Okay. How are we going to do that? Well, Mark comes up with the, was it you or was it the bar owner? So the bar, so the bar had been, so it was NASCAR, you know, races right down the street. And so... The bar had been having um, races on big wheels. The plastic In, inside the bar. Inside yeah. the bar, they and the, and it's it's a huge ass dance floor. I mean, big big bar. It's okay, a huge and bar. Um, and uh, and then off from the dance floor was like a horseshoe bar, and. Um, so they decided <laughs> they was going to have a race. I can, I can see where this is going, um, or not? They didn't decide. I recommended that we have a race, and the winner get the tickets. Is that it's, not yeah, right? Yeah, tickets to the, the concert. Tickets yep. To the concert that you couldn't get. And at the time, Tracy, you know, was a was really, really, really popular. 
uh, country, country artist. You couldn't buy a ticket for yeah. then. You couldn't. Uh, you couldn't get a ticket for Tracy Lawrence. So we got uh, we get up there, and that's you know that's the game plan. You know Hollywood listeners know what the game plan is. So we get two big wheels, and we're going to. We got no, there's there's several big wheels. They've got they've got two or three or four big wheels. I thought. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They have about three like or they four. Was, of them. They was like six or eight people on a big wheel, and then there's one person pushing. One person one. pushing. You got one person driving. Yeah. So. <laughs> And we're in a bar, <laughs> and we've been drinking. <laughs> so we, uh, Hollywood and I, get behind. And was Dean? Did he do that? No, Dean was. Dean was going to watch. Yeah, Dean was going to watch. I thought it'd be a good idea for me to drive. Well, of course, with your background, so why not? <laughs> and then I thought it'd be a good idea for me to have Reggie to push. <laughs> and I thought it'd be a good idea for us to get in the contest. Yeah. <laughs> But you know we weren't going to win because we're going to give whoever you know the second place winner, yeah, the concert ticket. But we still wanted to win. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, got to win. So we get up there and had uh, a couple of ladies and maybe a couple of guys in yeah. the, uh, so the, in the other... so to kind of paint a picture since we're not on TV. Damn, I wish you had a camera in here. <laughs> well, eventually, hopefully, we will. But... I know I got a face for radio, but I'm going to paint you a picture of this scene. Yeah, please do. It's a big-ass dance floor. And above the dance floor on the back side of it is a stage, which happens to be where <laughs> I I'm wish standing. I wish we had a how excited you are right okay? now. <laughs> I told you to tell me to shut up before the night's over. <laughs> and behind the dance floor is this big-ass stage, just happens to be where I was standing when I called Dean and Reggie up. And then out in front of there is that horseshoe bar we talked about earlier. And I recommended that we line up on the dance floor and we take off from the dance floor and go around the bar and come back to the stage. One lap. Uh, I think we did two. Yes. Two laps. Some people did. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a victory lap. (laughs) Yeah, it was true. So we got all the teams together and we lined up and granted by the time this this uh, this this uh, all right, hold on before, competition before. was going to take place. All right, so let me throw this out there. Mark introduces us, me, Dean, and I, and him as part of the uh, number two Miller Gen One Draft pit crew. Yeah, well, we are not one out of three. Of us <laughs> one was. out of three was, but uh, Dean and I were not. But go ahead, Mark. But they didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do it for the race fans. Oh yeah, of course. So. Um, so we get all of our contestants up there, and um, place is excited. It's jumping up and down. I mean, this is getting ready to go down big time, right? <laughs> and um, I told uh, I told Reggie kind of what to do. Of course, I had already had a plan, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm giving the tickets away, but I still wanted to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, it's competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so we line up across the thing, and um, – and they blow the whistle for us to yeah. go, right? And we take off. And I'm pushing Hollywood as hard and as fast as I could push And him. we are hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> and just so everybody knows, yes, we were in the lead. <laughs> we were. Am I not correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we come off the stage on the carpet and go down this long straightaway into what I guess I'm going to call turn one. <laughs> turn one. <laughs> okay. And in turn one, we're hauling ass and doing good. In turn two, we're still leading and hauling ass. And somehow or another, my right rear on my big wheel hooked a guy sitting at the bar on a bar stool, hooked his the leg on the on the bar on stool. the chair. Hit the wall. <laughs> And since I was going so fast, it yanked his bar stool out from under him. And his ass landed. And his ass, I mean, you couldn't have grabbed that chair and jerked it out from under him and his ass come to the ground so fast. I'm just telling you. The minute that big wheel hooked, it turned me around into the bar. And about a split second later, is this 250-pound guy looking nose to nose at me. And his his chair's gone. 
<laughs> and I'm like, so what do we do? We straighten up and start racing again. So I, I snatch a big wheel back out. He's got a day's look on his hand. I'm hollering at uh, hound dog. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, we take off back at it. Back at it. We go back out onto the dance floor. Uh, needless to say on lap two, we made a clean sweep through one, two, and three, back out onto the dance floor. We had like a really wide yeah, they wasn't even. A, they wasn't even. A, so this racetrack we had set up, they wasn't even a turn four. It was almost like Pocono. Um, but um, we didn't win. Nope. We had a strong finish, though. The guy that was Not what, caused the caution was still sitting on his ass <laughs> when we come by on lap two. Yeah. Go ahead, so after after the race was over, after everything's said and done, we gave the uh, the the winners the, the tickets and to the concert. We're sitting at our table, and here comes the dude from turn three. The guy you put on his butt. The guy we put on his butt. Here he is. It turn three, turn two. Well, somewhere there about the caution come out. Well, the caution should have come out. Yeah, <laughs> but he the, the guy that ended up sitting on his butt on the floor. He come walking straight up to us. I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna beat my ass. I'm dead. He's gonna and all his damn buddies are gonna jump on it." He walked up to me, and I think Mark was standing there too. He says, "Man, that was cool. That was folks so fucking cool. That was cool as hell, man. Here, here, here's a beer." He he, he says, "It's a damn beer down the table. We're up both of us a beer down the table." Well, that's cool. Thirty minutes later, there you could not set another beer on that table. Wow. Everybody in the whole damn bar seemed like, but it took that guy that long to get up. <laughs> it, 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 it took everybody in that bar, you know, to come up there and bought us a beer to drink. And yeah, you know, we've had. Needless to say, we didn't pay to get in. We didn't pay to get in. Didn't pay we for- didn't win the contest? We give the tickets away, and we didn't pay for no beers. No. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. and so all of a sudden, I love happy endings. All of a sudden. Which then you know, one of the tables slapped full of beers. People come up wanting want their autographs. And I'm thinking, dude, you don't you don't want my <laughs> autograph. I'm nobody. And uh he said, No man, no man, I, I really want your autograph. I said, Mark, this dude wants our autographs. We said, we would say, you know, hey man, I wanna get my picture with you. But you know, you didn't have camera Cameras, phones back yeah. yeah. It'd be like a Polaroid. They'd like <laughs> then it'd outcome the picture. Yeah, take hey, five man, minutes to sign this. So so what uh Mark what Mark says was sign your name and put a number two on it. That's all you gotta do. Sign your name, put a number two on it. So that's what I did. I mean all three of us sit there for at least an hour, maybe two hours, signing freaking autographs. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> so and, anybody and, Anybody's at that damn bar that night's got a Reggie Hicks number two. <laughs> Things a collectors. Item. Oh yeah, man. put that on eBay, man. You gonna make some money. Here's the problem. I don't even know what the hell I signed that night. <laughs> you signed a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is I don't know what I signed as in. I, at that time, I didn't sign Hollywood because I wasn't Hollywood then. Yeah, right. but I am now. <laughs> you are now. I think. Uh, oh, there's another story I can tell. So. We go to, uh, you know, this along the same time period, um, Mark's job was, you know, the the uh, the tour bus to take it to different, you know, the events. And one of the events that he was taking it to was the uh, drag races at, at Atlanta. Atlanta. At Atlanta. Yep. So Mark said, hey, man, I got to go to drag Somebody races. stole the cooler. I don't remember the cooler getting stolen. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So Mark said, let's go to drag race. Okay, let's go to drag race. So we go down there, you know, ride, I ride in the bus with him all the way to, to the drags and uh, set up camp, you know, the same thing, cooking for dignitaries or whatever, you know, and the, the bus is open for the people that has to do with Miller to come in and uh, and relax, get out of the hot, you know, in air conditioning. So I'm sitting there on the, in the couch, sitting on the couch in the, uh, in a, in a motor home. Door opens up. This dude comes in. Hey, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. How are you? He said, I'm doing good. He says, uh, is there any beer on here? I said, yeah, I think there's some in that refrigerator right there. So the guy goes over there and gets it. You know, opens the door. I said, oh, yeah, here it is. And uh, he gives gets him a beer, sits on the couch, and we start talking, just shooting the shit, you know, nothing to it. And uh, Now, so that I can get everybody on the same page, 
Reggie at that time is totally out of his element. Oh, totally. Okay. But I'm taking care of him, got him dialed in. He's right in the mix with everybody. <laughs> He's part of the show. Now back to his story so you'll understand where this is going. Because right, it's about to get good. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there, and, uh, you know, this guy says, you know, hey, I'm Dom. Nice to meet you. I said, hey, I'm Reggie. Nice to meet you, too. No, you're putting your hand out like you're like shaking, shaking hands. Like shaking right. hands. So we sit there, man. We had three. Or this four. was pre-COVID. Yeah, you yeah. could do shit like that. They didn't have a mask on. You could like <laughs> shake their hand and see this what they look like. Thirty freaking years ago. Yeah. So you know, me and Dom sit there and you know hung out and drank beer and talked. You know, a little bit of it about everything. You know, he said, "What do you do for a living?" I'm a police officer and in Gastonia and all. You know, we just hit it off. I thought thought we had a good conversation going. Well, he gets up. He said, "Well, I got to go here and do a little work." I said, "Okay." Reggie never asked him what he'd done. No, I know. I don't know who this cat is. So I go out there, and Mark's like, man, where the hell you been? Cough syrup break. <laughs> he said, where the hell you been? I said, been on the bus. What have you been doing on the bus? I said, talking to some dude named Don. Talking to Don. For Don. <laughs> the king of night, the king of drag race. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> I said, talking to Don. He said, yeah. I said, you mean the snake? He's like, no, that was that. No, they that wasn't Don the Snake Perdome, was it? And I said, if you was talking to Don, it was. He said, well, he just introduced him as Don, or he just introduced himself as Don. I was like, what's well, Don the Snake Perdome? He said, you're kidding me. I'm yeah. like, come on. So at so that what? time, we took off down to the down to the line down to the pits. Well, we went to the pits first. Went to the pits because I mean, I mean, we had access to go everywhere, right? And. um I mean, we get over to the pits, and here he is, you know, messing with the car. Larry Dixon's driving the yeah. Miller Genuine Draft Top Fuel Dragster. And um, we slide in over there, you know, we're right amongst the whole group and this, that, and other. And Re- Reggie hits me on arm. He's like, you're not kidding right there. He is. He's like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, I said, yeah. I said, I said, so he come out. He said, yeah, he come out to the bus, wanted to sit down and drink a beer. So we sit there and drank I'm beer. I'm like, holy shit. shit. I said, did you have fun? He said, yeah. He said, but I didn't know who he was. Hey, he looked like a regular Joe. So he, he was. He was, he was the Richard Petty of, of drag racing, basically. And, I, you know, me not you know, watching drag racing back One in the One of day, the coolest cats I've ever been around. Oh, he Plus is an awesome dude. And if, the, and if the, the truth be known, and we could pick up the phone right now and call him, our buddy Dean that we mentioned earlier, which I'm gonna call him, tell him to listen to his podcast, just so he can hear. I, yeah. I, I give I give him a shout out. He's got a tire, a tire from Larry, one of Larry Dixon's yeah. wins, and I think it uh, it might have been uh, Pomona or it was one of them because uh, because Dean went with me on several trips. Um, and yeah, so I, I had a tire at one time as he's well. He's got the he's got the drag he's got one of the drag tires. I don't know where he, he might have it. You know, he's not married, so he might have some in his living room yeah. with a glass top <laughs> over as a coffee table. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those tires at one time as well. Yeah. You don't have one in the house you in now. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, no, no. could have one here. Yeah. No. You had you had I in think studio. I- Studio seventy seven. I think you had a Rusty Wallace sign tire. I did. And I got from you gave it end up giving to me. Yeah, compliments to Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Speaking of that. You gonna do what I think you're gonna yeah, do? Yeah, here, right. I'll get you a piece of it. So you don't feel left out. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> so on that, you know, that's pretty much that that trip with the uh with Don Perdon. And uh <laughs> What Mark is doing is uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. If you Google image that right now, get your phone out and no, Google. Well, I'm going to say that very thing. I've got a diecast signed by Rusty Wallace and it looks just like that. I didn't sign it, <laughs> but Mark's got a pretty. I good. literally carried that diecast over and got him signed it because Reggie gave it to him and told me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Mark signed the uh, Rusty Wallace autograph just now for uh, for slow. But on on that note too, as well, coming back from Atlanta, we stopped at the gas station, and some redneck man walked up and said, "Hey, hey man, Rusty on there?" Yep. I said, <laughs> "Uh, yeah." Oh, can, can I get his autograph, man? Oh man, he's my favorite driver. I love me some Rusty Wallace, man. 
And I said, <laughs> I said, hold on a second. Now, this is the bus you had at the these special events. Yeah. Yeah. I said, hold on oh, a second. Oh, it's a badass bus. Oh, yeah. I said, hold on a second. Now, just paint the picture for the crowd, for the listeners. So it's it's all decaled out and all. I'll show you a picture of it in a minute. So yeah, it's we'll, all obvious. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on our Facebook page. So we're obvious what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's what got, no it's got, it's got Miller Jr. It didn't drive. look like your pickup truck. Oh, right. it. So he goes, he said, "Can I get rest on the ground?" I said, "Man, it, okay." He's let, laying down. He's laying down. Let me, let me go <laughs> talk. Like let me go talk to him. Reggie said he's laying down. He's laying down asleep. So let me let me go talk to him. See if he's awake. I go back there, and they had the uh, the cards. What the hell is in cards called? Hero cards, postcards, yeah, hero po- cards. Yeah, hero cards with, you know, Rusty Wallace on, you know, sitting, kneeling beside his card, the number two Miller Genuine draft. And Hollywood kind of did what he did on that piece of paper he got there, signed Rusty Wallace, number two. He said, give us to the guy. I said, okay. So <laughs> Raised I, the curtain, waved at him. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Okay. He did. He's, he's back there in the bed, but he's he, he, he's going. He waved at you. So, wave at him. So. And yeah, this is a story this guy's is shared for life. <laughs> it might. Be. Hell, we're sharing it. This thirty years later, <laughs> he went back to work telling everybody he met Russell oh, Wallace, yeah. got his signature. Yeah, so it's funny. I went back out to see a good man. The rest of said, if you're looking at that uh, window right there, he'll he'll wave at you. But he's he's resting. He's he's tired from the race yesterday. So sure enough, see a hand in the. <laughs> the oh, I'm sure the guy's waving away. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Oh man, got to do it for the race fans. No, I agree. Whatever yeah. it takes. Well, like I say, when when you first came on, you're a giver. So one... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. listen, I'd be. I'll take the shirt off my back and give it away. <laughs> You'd sign it, Rusty Wallace, first, right? <laughs> I'll sign it, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> or Hound Dog. But man, that was, that was or some, slow ride. That's some good old days, man. Back there in the heyday of racing. Oh yeah, it's yeah, back a, when the sport was big. I was oh, a yeah. big Rusty Wallace fan during those times. Me too. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> you were. I, I was for a minute <laughs> while I was on the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a good time, man. Always had good times. Yeah, sounds like it. So, I, so you you paid attention to racing back then? Yeah, I did. Actually, I was, I was with Gas and Life Saving. I'm, my dad was in Charlotte. You know, we worked turns three and four. Yep. Yeah, that's how that's how I got introduced to it. And you were watching a uh, old race the other day and had yeah, going. man. And uh, they they panned to you in the pits, man. And you sitting there just giving an interview with the way about the, what's going on. Yes. <laughs> See, I told oh, you man, should have man. cameras in here. <laughs> I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there on the couch. I go, wow, wait a minute. What race was it? Gosh, you can't remember. I I, I watched on uh, YouTube all the you know like, the like in the eighties, yeah, late eighties, early nineties. Listen, jackass, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It would have been in the late nineties. Yeah, it'd been in the early two thousands. Yeah, I always find the uh, the old stuff to watch when racing was racing. Yeah, yeah. Racing I love doing it. I love I love wearing the crew cam. It was stuff like um, so um. What's up, race fans? Welcome to you. Uh, listen, we're coming to you live from Pit Road at Kentucky uh, Motor Speedway. Listen, tonight we're going over the wall. You're getting to go over it with me. Uh, something cool about this pit wall is they've changed it. They've reconfigured the pit road. They've moved it closer to the uh, front stretch and closer to the stands. It's straighter, and it's not as tall as it used to be. And so... Now you'll get to see a different look at what's going on over the pit and uh, what's going on over the wall. And, hey, you'll be able to see it right here live with this camera. Enjoy and have fun. Peace out. <laughs> just like it's watching it on yeah, TV. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, uh, these, what do you call them, reporters, I guess, whatever. Yeah, the, see, I just got it. So when you said that, what I've done was the whole time I just focused on that red light. <laughs> And and that made me feel like it was a camera recording. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And I just I just went with it. Yeah, you, you know? don't. It's obviously looking these old these old races. You don't shy away from a camera. I'm so glad. I've never found one I didn't like. It, but yeah, but the camera it. found you too, though. That's the thing yeah. about it. So I listen. I enjoyed it. So people can Google or YouTube or you know whatever. Mark Hollywood Armstrong tire changing. Yeah, you know, I, I googled you the other day. There's some videos on there. <laughs> there's some um, videos and there there's the in, one interesting story that. Uh, that I read when uh, when Dawson was born, it talked about you being on the road all the time. Yeah, so um, so so go back. So I have a son that's uh, Dawson, twenty two years old. Okay. He's at East Carolina. Um, I don't know why. You know, party of school, and but that's where he wound up. Uh, but the important part is, is he's in college, 
and then uh, my other son, uh, Hayden, 19, is uh, kind of following the same steps. I was fortunate with Dawson. He done a bunch of uh, early promise or early yeah, early promise college programs and got a lot of credits towards classes. And Hayden done a little bit of it, but not quite as much. And so Dawson, so my wife come home one day and said, you know, um, he, he's undecided what he's got to, you know, what he's wanting to do for school or where he's wanting to go. He's wanting to go to Appalachian. He's wanting to go to UNC Charlotte. He's thinking about East Carolina. Some of his buddies that aren't already committed to East Carolina. So my wife's like, you got to go in there and talk to him. So I'm not a, I'm pretty straightforward. I know you find that hard to believe. <laughs> so I walk in there and I sit down and I said, um, so listen, um, you know, in two weeks from now, all your buddies are going off to college and you're still undecided what you want to do. Yeah. You know, I, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, let me tell you what we're going to do. Monday, you're going to go over to Gaston College and you're going to sign up for some classes. And when you talk to them, you're going to be sure that every class that you sign up for will transfer to UNC Charlotte, Appalachian, or East Carolina. And you're going to take some classes until you figure out which one you want to go to. But you're going to be sure they transfer. I said, I told you when it was time to go to school, I'd take care of the first four. If you screwed off, you was taking care of the ones after that. But I would take care of the first four so you'd come out debt-free. And I made the same agreement with my younger son, Hayden. Uh, so fortunate for me, Dawson went to, to Gaston College, um, and then he transferred to um, East Carolina, made the Dean's List the first oh, year good down deal. there. Good good job. And yeah. um, he's taken uh, construction management. And uh, my younger son, Hayden, is going to Gaston now. Um, he, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I don't know that he's going to East Carolina or, you know, what he's going to do. I'm, I'm assuming from talking to my older son that, you know, he's gone down there and hung out with them some. I think that's what he'll wind up doing. Uh, oh, he loves hunting. He loves fishing. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for him to be, uh, game warden or, you know, law enforcement or something with hunting or fishing and, you know, on the water or whatever. Um, he's all about hunting and fishing. Um, and, but my thing to them is, is I just wanted to be sure they got an education. I didn't care what it is you did. I don't never look down on anyone's job or what they do. We've you tell all, that, but you showing up here. We've all got <laughs> to, uh, it takes all of us to make the world go around. And so, uh, only thing I wanted them to was is to have an education to fall back yeah. on if all else fails. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and and they're they're headed down that road. So hey, good uh, deal, man. And thank goodness they got uh, they got their mother's looks. Um, and uh, their dad's ability to bullshit. And their dad's ability to bullshit. And uh, and and not to change the subject, but a quick story since he said that. God, I got a pee. <laughs> but um that is a quick so story. a couple weeks ago my younger son is going to go to the carolina panthers game a friend of ours is going to give him tickets to go so it's super good tickets club level four or five rows from the field you know all the above and he goes over to the game to get in and always he sends him on his phone was the um, was the link. He never sent him the the full thing, you know, to Actual get the ticket. Tickets. So yeah. my son, thinking this is the this is all I needed to get in, takes his buddy and goes over to the game, and he gets up there, waits in line, gets up there to go in, and they're like, you, you know, blah blah blah, this don't work, yada yada yada, and uh, of course. My son's, you know, on the same page. That's just my phone going off. No, oh. some buddy of mine. Call, that's my John from the lake. John. He dresses up for Halloween. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, he um, he starts talking to the pe the ticket people, and they say, "Well, let me get somebody else." Yada yada yada. Because it's a club level ticket, and it's 
so so they they get a representative from the club, you know, to come over, and he's like, well, you know, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, blah blah blah. So they look at the email, everything's legit. So the whole time, my son's like basically doing the same thing I would be doing, feed not feeding them a not feeding them a line of BS, but yeah. but. But letting them know that, listen, this is all legit. This is what I did. This is who it come from. This is, you know, everything, right? So next thing you know, um, that guy punches up, pulls the email, goes internal, does this, prints off a ticket, you know, uh, turns around, looks, there's 495 people in line. The guy's like, oh, come with me, walks them into a VIP elevator, takes them straight up, dumps them off. You know, and I think I was, I think we were racing like Daytona or something. So, um, you know, nine 30 at night, I'm driving up 95. We've raced. I'm coming up through my phone rings. It's Hayden. He's like, ah, we're in the game, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, he, my son goes, I, I had to pull some of your stuff, Dad. I had to tell him, like, I'm legit and this is this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, where are you at? He's like, well, I'm in my seats. And we didn't have to wait in line, and they took us up a VIP <laughs> elevator. And I'm like, imagine that. Yeah, really. <laughs> Tip off the old block. No doubt. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, they've seen they, they've seen me do some um, dumb shit. <laughs> All right, we're already into this, man. Uh, where'd you go? Now, this, this is Wednesday, the – where would you sign? The 29th. It's going to air – for the following Monday, yes, late Sunday night for Monday, we put it out about eight p.m. for Sunday for Monday morning. So I think I got mixed up. I think last time it was eight p.m. Monday when it went out. Oh, it was really? Monday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, we'll it's, fix it. Yeah, I don't care when you put it out, but I can't wait that long to pee. <laughs> well, like, is there any kind of break during this whole thing that you yeah. can like hit a pause button yeah, if, if and you, you go Hollywood? You hey, can go you, pee if, now. If you'd shut up, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I get, told you. Get, I told y'all when you started this show, and I don't know if that's, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if it's on on recording or not. But I told you, and I think it's I think it's on the show since we started. I told you that sometime during the show. Did you tell me to shut up? I just did. <laughs> if you give me two minutes, you're, if you're black, wait two you're minutes. You're asking me an awful damn lot to be quiet for two minutes. <laughs> no, and just your bladder. bladder I've held it for six already. All right, so where are you going? So saying that, this this will air Monday. This is 29th. We're recording. It's going to air the following Monday. Where are you going to be at So this, this is Wednesday night. Yes. The 29th. We're live at Studio 77. So where are you going to be at this weekend? We're going to leave tomorrow. And head down to Talladega. We race Talladega this weekend. When this airs, Sunday or Monday, it depends on what the hell Reggie or Slow Rod, <laughs> Slow Rod decide to do. But regardless, weather permitting, we will have raced Talladega on Saturday. Hope like hell we win. If we yeah. do, I'm my ass is coming in here. We're going to edit it one little part where I go like, <laughs> hell yeah, we won the race. What's up? <laughs> so hopefully we win. And uh, we're in the chase, and uh, if we win, that'll advance us to the next round. And so uh, it'll air on Sunday or Monday, and then the following week, we're in Charlotte all week, and then we run the Roval, Roval, at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is the road course. That's the yeah. stupidest thing I ever saw. I don't disagree. At Charlotte uh, next Saturday. Oh, well, good deal. All right, man, do you, before you drain your Can bladder. I go do you, do you have a shout out? Do you want to give a shout out to anybody? What have you got anything you want to add to the show? To your bosses or anything like that? Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Mark Hollywood Armstrong <laughs> live in Studio 77 oh, in go, Gastonia, <laughs> North Carolina, Bourbon and Badges podcast live at Studio 77. Well, we're live now, but it'll be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> screwed that part up. Somebody be alive when they listen to it. All right, brother, we appreciate you being here. You got a shout out. Yeah, the uh, Renegade Pig shout out this week goes to uh, our good friends and brothers in New York City. All right, be sure to find us on any of your listening uh, platforms on what, 20 different. Li- yeah, at least. Yeah, we're yeah, out there. We're everywhere, man. You can find us on anything you want to listen to. And I hope I remember the rest of it. You can uh, uh, find us on our own email, not email, but our own uh, website. 
Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. And you can Google that. Buzzsprout. You can yeah, you, say Buzzsprout. You can Google that. Bourbon and Badges at Yahoo.com. That's our email address. That's, email That's address. the email address. Yes, you can email us there. We will, uh, and they won't check you. it. They won't check it. Okay. <laughs> and well, don't forget. Buck will. It was a yeah. 8.3 on the average, which is the highest average of any bourbon that we've had on the show so far. So far. And by the way, in three or four months from now, this will be the most listened to <laughs> podcast on Bourbon and Badges now, dog, I think Studio 7-7. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming out and listening to us tonight because we had a freaking blast. <laughs> Woo! Remember, let's drink about it and drink responsibly. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have I got to drive home now? All the way, good. Can I use this record to get me home? And uh, all you first responders out there, please, please be careful. Amen, brother.